welcome, welcome, welcome to the Shut the Funk Up podcast. I am the well-fed boy, and as always, I am just tickled to be joined by. That's uh, Jay Delacroix Lelouch. My man, uh, he went to Nolens this weekend, and he came back just a little French crawfish. Yeah, I am officially fully 100% Cajun as of right now. He walked in the door and has just proceeded to unload Mm -hmm. just nothing but, um, I mean, French words, um, Cajun uh, Cajun, uh, lingos. Um, the kid, I'm a little jealous over here. Oh, I hope, I hope so. Yeah. No, no, no. I, 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 yeah. I mean, to me, look, there's a lot of places that I think the Venn diagram of Alex and Jordan would thoroughly overlap. I don't know if there's a place that would overlap more yes. than New Orleans, considering yes. the, the food and the music and everything else involved there. It's, it's really a city for us. I, was thoroughly yeah, jealous when you said you were going, and as you were there, it, yep. it, it, grew, it just grew. Yep. Yeah. It was. It was. Uh, it wasn't right. Yeah. And I have a little little teaser coming later, but I have some some good observations and some hot takes for you. Um. Before we get into the episode, um, I have big news. Yeah, guys, 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 uh, I've got big, big news. Um, we are officially mm-hmm. YouTube stars. We are? We're officially YouTube influencers. We're stars. We are these pretty faces mm, you are, see us? are out there. Hey, hi, mom. Hey, uh, they're out there. They're in the interwebs for everyone to see. Anyone and everyone can get it. Yes, uh, um, I finally learned a bit or two about uh, Final Cut Pro. I'm I'm excited to learn more. I'm I'm I'm, I'm hoping the, the videos will get better and better. You know, I can add little I don't even know like things and other stuff to it and overlap like pictures on top of our faces or something. Man, it's, it's it's weird that you're having to do all this when we have Mike and we pay I him a small you, fortune. And I don't you were in that meeting. Yeah, you were in that meeting when it was discussed, and it ended with you banging on the table and me saying, "I'll just do it myself." He stormed out, yeah, and walked back to the eighties. So yeah, we are officially on YouTube, guys. Uh, the last episode is up. If that's the first one um, uh, that we're in, and all of them going forward, I plan on putting all of them going forward. Um, I'm gonna try and get them up, uh, you know, before Fridays. Okay, I'm gonna try and get them up as quickly as possible. Um, but yeah, shut the funk up podcast on YouTube. Search it; it's there. I did it like fifty thousand times over the weekend, and just was giddy. Okay, you heard it, boys and girls. So, get out there and and join. Get out join there. The, join the movement. And your first order of business when you go and you and you go see our pretty faces, just absolutely take a dump on that subscribe button. You heard it. Uh, absolute dump. No wipes. No wiping. None. You know what I mean? Since since uh, Jordan went to uh, to Nolens this weekend, you can only use a bidet. Yeah, correct. Uh, yeah, so check it out. It's a cool. I actually, um, I don't know about you, Jordan. I actually, when I watch, because I'm a pretty big 
podcast watcher. Every, you walk in a lot. Every <laughs> I was walking a lot on me. Every time that I come into the house, I, I do the no knock warrant. I just walk right in and uh, I don't identify myself as per usual. Mm-hmm. And he is you are always you always have some form of podcast on the TV. I'm a I'm a podcast watcher. Okay. Are you more are you I feel like you're more of a listener. Thousand percent more of a listener, but that is I think due to when and where I consume my podcast, which is mostly on the road. Where yes. you're you're doing it on the couch, I think. Yeah. Well I it, I forget what was the first one that I started watching. Um uh and ever since I started watching oh it was it was uh History Hygiene, that was the first podcast I started watching and Ever since then, I was like, I just like that experience better. So that's why we did it for them. It's here. That's why we did it for you. Guys. So, so you guys, there's no reason. There's that's no it. there's no excuses now. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we've got a we got a fun episode for you. Uh, it might be it might be a little meaty. Might yeah. be a little meaty. I don't know if it's a cowboy steak. Let's just see what it looks like when it gets to the table. Yeah. And then and then we'll all decide together. Okay. Fair? Yes, fair enough. And, and so that means we'll, we'll share sides as well. We'll share, yeah, we'll but, share sides. But since, you know, I'm coming back from New Orleans, it's definitely like What's, a, what, a Cajun yeah. hog sous vide, like, oh, you know. Talk dirty to me. Yeah, just, you know, <laughs> buttered up and browned and just all the fixings. Did you have, um, it's one of my favorite, uh, and I'm probably going to butcher, like, how I'm saying it, but did you have a chance to get any, or do you even like, uh, Boudin. Oh yeah. The yeah. Boudin balls. Did I say it right? I think it, I think Boudin, uh, New Orleans and, and Louisiana contingency could could check us on that. Yeah. Uh yeah, Boudin, Boudin. But uh, Boudin, uh there's yeah. there's Boudin balls on like every menu. Yeah. Everywhere you go. So, I love Boudin. Yeah, I've had that multiple multiple. Yeah, the, New Orleans is really good about like sneaking meats into like Sausages. everything. Yeah, everything. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I've had those plenty of times. I think that. Um, I had a, I had a, I, I had, I had a, a, a good week. I went to a comedy show. Oh yeah, how was it? I went and saw Tony Baker. And it was great. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was awesome. I'm I'm more. I think I'm becoming a comedy show guy. So my, question, my second one. My question is: Is do you feel like you are laughing more? Yes. Just because of where you're at. Yes. Like that's part of it, right? Yes, and it's actually it's funny that you bring that up because it's one of the things now being at my second. Because when I went to the first one, the first one was okay. It was I, it was a guy that I listened to his podcast, and I and I think he's just better on the podcast. He's not yeah. better as a as uh, as doing the stand up stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was a little underwhelmed by his set, but the little times that like you know I was laughing, I found myself like laughing because everyone. It's something about the when you get in that room and everyone else is laughing, you feel compelled. Yeah, that's a I laugh. Think, I think that's definitely part of it. So in this second time, there were a few times where I. I kind of checked myself and was like, uh, was it that funny? Mm. Do, I need to, do I need to laugh out loud every time? Uh, my answer to that would be no. That's in that, and that's in unless that. you're front row and you're making eye contact with him often. Were you? Uh, I was not front row. This one was a better seat than I had in the first time. So you're a big boy. That can, they can't put you up. 
Yeah, no, I feel like I would stand out, and that—that's one thing too. Like, would definitely I'm, have picked on you. I'm not. I'm definitely like, and I feel like you might think that I would be, but I'm definitely not into being uh, called out at a comedy show, guy. Like, I won't be like embarrassing. I just would rather it not happen. Yeah, and I think the only thing he's coming to you for is your size. Yes, you're not looking like you know. You know, this like, you know, glass laden, like glasses laden, like cup boy that like is a good, like easy, you know, low hanging fruit for him. Like if he, you know, if he, if he's, if they zero in on me and they start going in, I'm, I'm there. I'm cool. I'm there. Let's do it. Like, let's yeah. get it in. But like, if you would, if you would like ask me like, yay or nay on that, I'm like, I'm a nay on that. Yeah. There's a better cut of meat out there. And I'm definitely, I never understand. And this was, it didn't happen the last show, but it happened this one. Uh, I never, I don't understand the people yelling out. I, I don't know the hecklers. Heckler, okay, so there's yelling out, like, you know, to, like, say something after a joke, and then there's actually, like, I'm triggered by what you're saying. So it was a heckle. It wasn't, she wasn't heckling so much. She was just more of, like, I mean, I guess she kind of was, because the guy, because he was talking about uh, Cracker Barrel and how crispy their edges are on their pancakes and how great they are. Right. And... Yeah, I guess I guess this does work. And then she kind of, the like you know the woman in the back was like, "Nah, Waho," which I'm like, you know, I mean, we we're a, we are a Waho podcast. I'm kind of moving away from the comedian side here and getting on her side. It's hard to not side with Waho. Well, and and the comedian totally didn't like bash Waho. He was like, "Yo, Waho's that fire," but it is called Waffle House. Like they don't, they ain't got those crispy edges on the pancakes. Like you know, Cracker Barrel definitely does. And then yeah. the chick couldn't really give it up. She was like. Like and then he was like starting to go into his joke like on about uh, Cracker Barrel and then like every like little time you know she would just be like Nah Waho, oh no I'm back I'm we're back on the comedian yeah and then I was like All right we get it like I never understand those people I like I don't hate a good well timed it's silent yell of something yeah but you can't go and and if he responds you get two seconds to then come back. But if you don't state something and he has now moved on, right? Comedy show etiquette says shut the fuck up. It's time for the show to continue. Yeah, and I'm I, I like I just yeah I just never understand the hecklers. I'm always like, like I, I'm assuming you're just really drunk. That or like assuming that I mean that doesn't sound like it was politically charged or like about something that would like offend her. So like it's weird that that was what you know the hill she chose to die on. Yeah. Although I respect that hill more yeah. than like any other hill. But yeah, it was cool. It was it was uh it was long. It was really long. He did like an over an hour set and there was like people in front of him on But we were down in Miami, with the Miami Improv. Oh nice. We were with like, you know, we were with the big wigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So it was fun, it was fun, it was fun. Uh, it, was, it was a good weekend, it was a good weekend. Yeah, that's right. I mean there was no not one, but Yeah. What are you gonna do? What you can. Uh let's uh let's open up the uh Janice closet. Yeah. <laughs> Hey Frank, um, it's Principal Osterman here. Long time no talk. How you doing? Don't care. Um, we uh, it's it's Mardi Gras around here. I don't know if you've noticed. It's Mardi Gras around here. The kids are really getting into it. Um, but we we got a bead situation. Uh, the beads we just we just found out the beads are being they're being put in places on the human body that they're not supposed to. Uh, only for adults, if you if you kind of catch my drift, and um, they were doing it in the uh, the senior hallway down by under this under the staircase. You know where I'm at, like you know where they leave all the subway wrappers and stuff. 
Um, it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. Gonna need to bring the gloves, the whole entire hazmat suit maybe, and just really get a nice scrub in there. Thanks. Sounds like some senior year butt stuff. Senior butt stuff is, yeah, they've got the itis. Okay. So just, you know, just, yeah. it's safe to say. It's that time. We got a little bit of the itis. It's that time, baby. You know, after the break. Yeah. Um, so, uh, how did we, uh, how did we like, uh, Sonny Boy, Sonny Boy Williamson? <laughs> I wrote down his actual name in here, but in parentheses, I put Billy D. Williams because I could not, gun to my head, remember his name all week while, after I'd listened to him. And, and I was, I was like, what's his name? Billy D. Wait, 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 what'd you? Billy D. Williams, the actor from Star Wars. Oh, oh, the yeah. black actor? Is yeah. The black? Okay, yeah, 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 I just yeah. couldn't remember Sonny Boy Williams' name fully. Um, oh, wait, you, and you just kept thinking of Billy Dee. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. And I would never know the name of that actor. Yeah. yeah that actor's name. It's, uh, what's his name in the... What else is he in? He's in, he's in other stuff, too. He's in a lot of stuff. Um, he's in other stuff. I'm trying to think of what else he's in. Uh, Lando, Lando, oh. Cal, Lando Calrissian. Look at you. Are you a little uh, Star Wars guy? Yeah, undercover. Wow. You know that. I you know I, that, I, I did not did it. You no, are you it. are as dismissive as one human could be about Star Wars, it's, and it's a bugaboo for me. It's it. Trust me, it's a, it's a kind of a bugaboo for me too because I I know that it's good. I don't. They're not bad to me. And there's other things in like that realm that like I like. I like Mandalorian. Okay, I like, I like I like other like weird fan like Dune was like awesome. Like Avatar. Like I like those type of movies. What's not I think. into Dune. Yeah, you're wrong on that. Loud wrong. The the the. I think we talked about it on the podcast a couple episodes ago. But the movie is like two and a half hours. An hour, a good hour and a half of that movie is just they've gone to another planet or something, and it's just the the like a big farty spaceship just slowly slowly <laughs> descending down and then it ascending away. It's literally at least. An hour of just that as the scene. It was wild when you watched it and you're like, there's three of these? There's going to be three of these? Oh, there's three? I think, yeah, there, I think there's going to be, be a trilogy. Okay, I, I knew it was going to be at least two because the way they end the first one, it's like, there's no real ending. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, it's just like, okay, so this is where this one ends. So they must have a lot of things to talk about. I might have to do a rewatch there, but I was not impressed. Dude was really good. That's gonna that's gonna clean up at the uh, Golden Globes or Academy Awards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought Sonny Boy Williams. I understood why he mm -hmm. was what he was, uh -huh. um, but he did not move my money. Mm -hmm. So I uh, once again I understand why some of these people are put. Well, there's got to be in there. Yeah, and, and he's he's that old baseball player. I wasn't expecting player. you to come back and be like that guy. Kills. Yeah, he's like that 1890s, yeah, exactly. You know, baseball player that had like great stats for his time, and like he's got to be in the hall, so they put him in. But no one would know his name now. Yeah, exactly. You like, know, yeah, he's like, you know, I mean, who is he? He's Chrissy Matthewson. You know, he's yeah, he's Shoeless I mean, Joe, Honest Wagner. You know, yeah, well. Honest people, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah he was Even like, before that. He's but, like, there's no baseball card for him. Yeah, he's, yeah, he was like, he was, he's, he's the first, you know, major league baseball player that hit for the cycle. He's going you know? to, he's, he's, he's already in the tournament. He's punched his ticket, but I see an early round exit. 
Yeah, like he. I don't want to. He learned know, the art of stealing, like before anyone did, and really used it to advantage. And and, and now you, you, see, you see everyone still it. Exactly. That, that's 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 what he is. But he's but he was important. Involved. But he was important. Right. So that was that was mostly my takeaway. Um, you know, from him. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I I I, I somewhat expected that. I think you knew. I, mean, I, I, I would have been. Know. I would have been a little surprised if he came back and was like, "Bro, I didn't stop playing." <laughs> yeah, because like, to me, really? it's it's also like some music that you would hear maybe like at a bar in New Orleans, just barely in the background. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, we had it. Did you? Did you? Uh, because uh, I, I know the. I mean, everybody is going busy. Did you get a chance to do a little exploratory? Did you uh, end up checking out that Janice? I know we talked I... about it last episode. I did. I think you put it on your radar. I did. Um, I was. I was thoroughly impressed. Um, I think that um, some of that, the Big Brother and the Holden Company stuff, was was um, some of the better stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think I always knew that her voice and I don't know, maybe her her aura was iconic mm-hmm. but i i didn't fully you know grasp that until i really listened to a lot of her stuff yeah and i think it's and it's crazy because i don't know i mean maybe that is like a characteristic of the greats right that you don't need and, and, and that's kind of what the exploratory truths and music pod, uh, playlist is kind of built off of it's that i've only heard a couple of this artist yeah. they were really good but i need to hear all their exactly. other stuff to know why they're good and also if that other stuff is as good as, as I, their good stuff i feel like a lot of people that are like you know that just like they know like just like what you're saying like, about it but like i really dove in they know her voice and they know they're like oh yeah she got the raspy boy you love but yeah. when you actually dive in, she has an amazing voice. She can yeah, sing. Absolutely. Like, she can absolutely, like, don't let that raspy voice, like, think that, like, you know, she just got, like, this cool sound. That girl can, like, belt some, some notes. And I think, actually, that if we're doing, like, the t-shirt game that we normally do, mm-hmm. and I see someone in a Joplin tee, I think I'm actually more inclined to think that they listen to her a lot. I would agree. Rather than someone wearing, you know, the cure and don't fucking listen to that I shit would, at all. I, I would agree. Because yeah. I think you had to search and go get that shirt, and you went to search to go get that shirt because you love her shit. Yeah, there's a, there's certain artists that when you put their their merch on, they, it's it's not a look at me thing. It's No, this is this is me proclaiming to the world that I need you to know that I like this person. Yeah. And it's not about you, oddly, it's about me just saying it, Right. that expression. Mm-hmm. So um, if you, uh, ladies and gentlemen, have not really done your homework on, on Janis Joplin, I would uh, highly recommend. And, you know, so early on, you know, there's there's not as much female iconic you know, singers and musicians out there, and I would put her, you know, in that list of top five, top ten for sure, for a myriad of different reasons, just you know, with the culture and all that. But she really mm-hmm. is worth the, the time. Yeah. Well, Lord, fuck around, some fuck around, and check out some Janet. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I got a couple things that um was uh brought to my attention. Sure. 
Well, one thing basically that was brought to my attention um, by my father. So, which is it's like, which is the worst when mm. the worst with my, the worst thing with my dad because you know if you think I'm a fucking music snob. Yeah, he, um, uh, old contrarian Chris over there is, and he listened to the Eagles of Death Metal uh, episode, mm-hmm. and uh, that was back when your exploratory with Bowie, mm-hmm. and you were getting into the spiders, and I started, and I was calling, he, my dad called me up in the middle of the episode to like, like, really just laying, mm-hmm. super disappointed because because I was then because I was then I, I guess I went in I was telling you about the guitarist of the band, and I was calling him Mark Ronson the whole time, but his name I is did, Mick Ronson. Okay. Do you remember I, this? I feel like I heard you say it once, but I didn't want to correct you because I'm not coming from a place of knowledge. Right. But I was, I did do a quick pause in my head, and I was like, maybe yeah. his name is just Mark Ronson. Yeah, I don't know. no, his name is Mick Ronson, okay. and he's the incredible guitarist from uh call Mark Ronson is obviously the famous producer. Um uh, and see look that's that, out that, that that makes music now. And, 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 <laughs> and when my dad told me that I was like <sighs> Yeah, once the episode's out there, brother, we can't uh we can't erase it. That's all I said. That was oh, that's like the only excuse I had for him. I was like, Yeah, that's what happens when you do it live, man. Like you're just gonna fucking slip up. I was like I was like, no, I can't I I told my dad, he's like, what about like what about producer Mike? And I'm like, unfortunately, like I can't rely on him. He, like, we tell like, him all the time to clean stuff up in post. Does he do it? No. Or just like, or just I don't know. Just tell me like, look at me, look it up. I don't know. Like, or, or maybe I don't know. Just know something about. That's why I thought I go. I go. Mike doesn't know about Nick Ronson. I was no, like, he was busy doing his own thing. I was like, then. yeah. I was like, he's like Jordan. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm putting the knowledge on them. They, they're, they're thinking what I'm saying is correct. Well, the the funny part there is that of the few people in this world that can correct you, he is on that short list. Well, then that, well, then that's that's funny you <laughs> say that because then his rebuttal back to me when I said that to him, he was like. See, that's why I need to be there. And I was like, oh, see, <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> you just constantly, like, undermining my decisions and, like, people. Because, like I said, if you think I'm a snob, I mean, we'll, I mean, we'll talk about bands on here that my dad will, will just absolutely scoff at. And he was like, dude, I don't. Absolutely. Like, if we, we need to have him on for an episode, but it's got to be an episode where we know we've, like, talked about all the music that will be talked about and yeah. have... And have not ran it by him, but ran it by each other and, and come to an agreement that he's not gonna like dismissively like you, wave, like, wave You're away. not allowed to talk about Skinner around him. No. You know? No, he does not like, he does not share my affinity for the Southern Rock. Oh my god. But he's a Detroit Rock City kid. Exactly. You know, but, so but, he's but you scoffing. don't but you don't but you don't scoff at Detroit Rock City. You listening, you're yeah. like, okay, I'll check it out. Like, okay, cool. But I come from a world where I didn't see any of that stuff. Right. And he did. And that is the ultimate trump card in the sense that, I mean, I'm picturing him not necessarily front row hammered at Skinner, but he's front row hammered at a lot of other people that carry a lot of weight between the both of us. Right. And there's no true comeback to that. Yeah. So, you know, you got to just, you got to give it, you got to give it to him. Um, so yeah, I just want to clean that up a little bit. The guy's name was Nick Ronson, not Mark Ronson. And then 
I also have a couple more things here in the janitor's closet. Sure. Um, we had some people text in, call in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we invite you guys to always do that. Give us your opinions because these are the these are the reasons why we like it. Because uh, some of us get checked, we, we get to know what if we were what we were right on things, what we were wrong on things. Okay. So always call in or text us, guys. 305-741-3671. We are we were checking them. Hit us up. But I want to let you know that one the uh, it was voted on and uh prince was a pretty much a unanimous best halftime show everyone said that that was the best one uh you mean voted on Vote, among our, our listeners they okay, all were like because so, when we pose it to them they all, they all see you guys are all a bunch of dumb fucks yeah that, that was really nice for me to hear because i feel yeah. like i went on that rant at the halftime show and i guess it's not it's a popular opinion but now do you think they're pandering to to the base which is us right now do you think they're saying what we want to hear so that we vote for them uh maybe 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 but are they but, doing mind games um it's working if they it are, is working it's working if, if they are i love them even more um well you're gonna really love them even more because i've got the votes are in for the best man speech Oh, okay. And it was an overwhelming. Uh, Stop the count. <laughs> it was Stop no, it. No, no, no. It was overwhelming in your favor. Oh, really? It was. Oh, I. Was, All right, keep the count I took going. It. Really? I thought I, a lot of people uh, texted in and called in, and I even and and trust me, I was like, you know, my 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 initial reaction when I'm reading and listening to him is like. These guys don't know what the fuck they're talking about. But, but as the votes are coming in, some new kids on the block were also saying, "Oh," and that's when I had to be like, "Okay, well, Alex, I, check I, yourself." I want you to know, which I don't think this—I'm hoping this isn't any surprise to you—but we do have Confederates within your team that are certainly feeding information back to our side. I, I, I've got a couple. I've got. I mean, there's some people. I can feel there's a couple rats. Yes. Let's yes. just say, as you know, the leaky ships, uh, what do they say? Uh, oh, well, loose lips sink ships. There we go. So uh, let's just say the Benson uh, boat is looking like Swiss cheese right now. Yeah. So uh, everyone said that the person that reads and, and delivers the speech definitely gets way more credit than the person that actually writes the speech. So I'm gonna, I'm, I'm accepting that decision. But I also want to throw in, you know, a little, little, a little, uh, a little caveat, if you will. Sure. Because that's the only way I'm going to feel good. Okay. Is I'm okay with that because I'm basically, you know, I'm Prince. I'm Rick James, you know, for the Mary Jane girls. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'm Prince for, you know, more stay in the time. That's me. I wrote, I wrote the shit, but they delivered and they were knockout bangers. Yeah. They were knockout bangers. You get the bangers. production cred. I don't know what the and split I'm, is I'm, on the money, but it's yours. Well, I'm, and I'm a-okay with uh, being Prince, basically is what I want to okay. say. So. That's a very nice spin zone. For you. Yeah, that's a very nice spin zone. Uh, if I was dead wrong, I probably would have done the same thing. Yeah. Uh, thank you to all the constituents out there that voted. Um, I left that conversation feeling like there's no way I would have won. I, I was waiting to trust be. Trust me, I was surprised, and there when and they they were trickling in, and when the the first couple, I was like, like like the first, I think the first one was like was your mom, and I was like. 
Of course, she's going to go with her little thank sunny you, poo. Thank you, Babs. She, of course, you know, Barb's is going to go with, like, her son. Yep. And I was like, okay, like, I might count that vote. And then, and then, like I said, some of my, some of my, like, you know, just rat-faced bastards uh, mm. said, no way, Jose. There you go. So, but, wow. but, we, but we are, but, you know, we're a pocket, I, I, you know, I can admit, I got, I, you know, we don't brush over those things. I no? Can, I can admit defeats. Okay. You know, and we're a pod, we are a podcast of transparency. I feel uh, much more uh, happy about that. Yeah. And Thank you. Yeah. I, now, had I been I in charge. I say you're welcome. I'm and, not going to say you're welcome. Had I been in charge of the votes and I started losing votes, we would have swept it under the it rug that we're standing on. You would have never heard about it. <laughs> um, that's, uh, that is all I had for the Janice closet. Do you have anything else to sweep up? Um, I have one question to ask you, and that is Alex. What's up? What did you learn this week? Okay. I've got. I've got. Sounds a, like you got some heat. I've got some. I got. I have. I got a. I got a fun one here, and by fun I mean, uh, you know, slightly deranged. I uh, came across a headline that was basically. I saw it on social media, but then I did a deep dive into it, and it was basically about the original story of Pinocchio. Okay. So basically, the headline was like, you know, the original story of Pinocchio was a little bit more. Darker than the Disney movie, so uh, I was like, "All right, Alex is clicking. Alex needs to know about that." Yeah. So I, it was a big long article, and there's a lot of things in it. So I'm basically going to read you all of the the nuggets that I took from the article okay. of, uh, of of the ways that uh, the original Pinocchio uh, was written uh, compared to to the Disney one um, because it's pretty bad. So, the original Pinocchio was called La Aventure de Pinocchio. French. No. Oh, wait, no, I didn't do Italian. So it would be Le Aventure de Pinocchio. Uh, how, how do you, how do you Ital- Italianize that? Le Aventure de Pocono. There we go. Yeah. Le Aventure de Pinocchio. There you go. There we, we go. You got it. You um, got it. Was written by Carlo Collodi. An Italian author who had experience translating French fairy tales into his native language. Uh, but then he was invited to try his hand at original uh, productions and found success with the story of Pinocchio. Uh, it was published in 1881, uh, featuring regularly in the Gironiale. Nice. Got it. <laughs> uh, which, I'm, which, which I'm guessing is a time for a journal. Yes. <laughs> um, it is. Yeah. Uh, over a four-month period. Uh, Colodi finished off the adventures uh, of his magical, albeit impetuous, uh, Pinocchio by being uh, by Pinocchio being hanged for his misdeed. That's how it ended. So this is one of those where we give you the ending first. So the beginning is uh, the wooden boy being hung. No, the, the, the no, the basically like the I'm just giving you the spoiler oh, already. Okay, like, okay, got it. This Pinocchio in in the original story, he dies by a hanging. So, guys, spoiler alert there. Sorry if you haven't Not seen... Not becoming a real boy. The, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's just say uh, he never makes it. No. Okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, in the original... In Pinocchio, the original Italian fairy tale is set up uh, for failure, basically. Pinocchio is set up for failure. Rather than uh, uh, having a loving man wishing for his son, Geppetto is an impoverished neighbor of a carpenter who donated a talking hunk of wood to him. So his neighbor 
He was a carpenter. He had a talking piece of wood and he gave it to Geppetto. Where did he get that hunk of wood? Listen. Okay. Listen. It'll, it's 1880s in Italy. That's you, it. Uh, you, you, you figure it out. Yeah. Uh, so Geppetto um, carves what was meant to be a new leg for the neighbor's dining table. It doesn't end up uh, doing the uh, doing the leg thing. Uh, Pinocchio uh, ends up making a boy, and Pinocchio goes from adventure to adventure, gambling away his money, being duped repeatedly, repeatedly into conspir- uh, by a conspiring duo, and failing to be the son that Geppetto had always dreamed of. In fact, the reader first meets the talking cricket, Jiminy. Mm-hmm. The, the the reader first meets well, talking Jiminy Jiminy yeah there you go uh, the the talking cricket uh, the, the reader first meets the talking crit, uh, cricket who's lived in the puppeteer's house for a century when he warns Pinocchio against being a bad boy consistent with the original with standard the film. standard procedure uh, now now this is where it does this is when it's not consistent with the film. Uh, unhappy with his words Pinocchio throws a hammer at the cricket. Uh, killing it. So Jiminy's they both died. Jiminy Jiminy's got a little just a little roll. In the, in Small the shelf life. Just, just a little one, no pun intended. Um but the uh the worst element that differs between the book and the film version is arguably the scene when Pinocchio and his friend begin to turn into donkeys because of their careless adventures. Um what what Disney doesn't show you but in Colodi's original work uh, Pinocchio turns fully into a donkey. I don't know if you remember the film, he's kind of like half-half. Yeah, half-ass, if you will. Half-ass, there you go. Love it. That's how you, that's how you nail that land base. Cheers. Thank you. Uh, so he goes full donkey in the original uh, uh, work by Collodi. And as such, he is, sold, uh, he is sold to a man who tries to kill the donkey by drowning him in the sea so that he can be skinned, which one, which one of the, uh, the donkey's skin. However, fish eat at the flesh of the donkey, and Pinocchio escapes from the carcass as well as from the people male. Nice. The original one. So, just just the little nuggets of the original Pinocchio was real dark. I like and, that. Uh, compulsive gambler. Compulsive gambler. <clears throat> he was like always lying, obviously. And he was just like, yeah, like a really bad boy, and he, and he never becomes a good, a good kid, and then he ends up getting angry. That's uh, sometimes you win some, you lose some. So, as you can see, the original work was real life. Yes. And the Disney version is a fairy tale. Mm. So, so don't get all your news from Disney. Yeah, that basically it's, you know, Snow White, you know, Sleeping Beauty, all those. Take those with a grain of salt, guys. There you go. Okay. All right. Uh, Jordan, what did you learn this week? I learned this week, uh, as, as we alluded to it earlier, I was in New Orleans over the weekend. Um, we took a cooking class at the New Orleans School of Cooking. And all of this information, as I had mentioned to you before, was taken from the 80-year-old chef. Do you remember uh, her name? I wanted to, I meant to ask you that because I, I was like, I bet she had like an awesome name. I think it was Harriet. Yeah. Harriet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it was Harriet or something. Yeah, I think it was Harriet. Uh, but she was a she's a lifelong native uh, of New of, of Louisiana, and uh, she she dropped some interesting facts during the cooking class. And as I told you, I pulled my phone out and had to write them all down. Right. So I have a couple a couple cool facts. The first one is so if you know anything about New Orleans, 
Um, it was owned by like the French, the Spanish, then back to the French, then the Spanish, who then sold it to us. Yes. So, um, you know, one of that, one of those factions, I believe, were like mostly Catholics with the saints, and the other side was was trying to name everything like after the royalty. So, if you pay attention to the street names, Frenchman. Well, more of like, you know, um, there's St. Charles. Oh, right. You know, stuff yes. like that. And um, so one of the interesting things was. Royal. Yeah. <laughs> and so what they what they wanted to do was they didn't want to. And because they were taking over at different times, they didn't want like the religions to be like pissed at each other because and, and putting. They didn't want to disagree. So what they did is they split up the royals in between the streets for the saints. Okay. So none of them are like back to back with one another. They're always split. Wow. So that a little, a little street segregation, huh? Yeah, yeah. But that was like part of it because they were trying there was already enough like fighting and infighting going on in the city, and they were trying to not have that be like another reason. So they split the streets up. And, and made sure that they like they they like uh, they went every other. That's funny that that like calmed the nerves a bit. Of, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, they're like, okay, good good idea. Well, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be on theirs. And if you can imagine, you know, in the 1700s, like if you thought that was a debaucherous city, now you can only imagine what it was like back then. Yes, even yes. though it probably looked exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> um, another cool thing that she mentioned was. The difference between the Creoles and the Cajun. Oh, so are, yeah, what's that? Because there's, you know, people I feel like end up using those terms. Basically, you know, they they feel like they can use them interchangeably, mm -hmm. but there's a clear difference between the two. And Creole was someone who was literally born there prior to 1762. Okay. And any family lineage that came from that, you were a Creole. That, those okay. were the natives. Wow, I probably would have said the other way. Correct. Now, the, this part was interesting, but the Cajuns actually were immigrants back, you know, way back in the day and mm -hmm. kind of settled in that, you know, outskirts of the land. They, the Creole, the, the Cajuns were mostly like out in the country. Swamp. Yes. But the Cajuns, they all came mostly from Nova Scotia. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Wow. How they. How, so there was something where they were trying to get more people into the territory. And basically, if you had moved from, basically, if you were an immigrant coming there and you settled there from that area, you, you became a Cajun. And so, and, and it had to be after 1762. So, okay. But something that, happened then. Yeah. Something happened that why, big year. There was a reason why, and I can't remember off right. the top of my head, of why they were trying to get them to move there. Mm -hmm. But essentially, they all came down and then moved to the outskirts, and those are who became. Okay. So. Groovy. Yeah, there was a lot of cool little differences, but I think anyone from outside that area would use a lot of, like, I different terms were, like, interchangeably. This, yeah. Like, yeah, you would think the Cajuns, well, to me, the Creole would have been, like, people that mixed you know, like the, the slaves that came over and mixed with the Indians and became Creole. That's what I always thought. I see, I see my mind, which is, I go straight to food. Yeah. And like, so if like, if I, if I would have saw like, um, if I, if I'm looking at a menu and I see like Creole shrimp, I'm guessing it's like a little thing. 
Well, the other thing too is that is that you know like those that food still came from 250 fucking years ago. Right. So it's not like we're talking about something that was occurring like <laughs> like early 1900s either. You know, mm-hmm. this stuff like, and that's one of the cool things if you've never been to New Orleans. Like, there's restaurants. You know, Antoine's has been there since like 1830. Right. You know what I mean? Still operating in the same fucking place. Right. Like, you think about that. You see restaurants here, and you're like, since 1978. And you're like, wow, it's been around forever. And you're like, you know, there's restaurants there that just dwarf everything else by comparison. You know, one of the uh, we when we were doing the tour in the uh, the French Quarter, we passed by a bar that is the oldest functioning bar in America. That was a like that was a bar back then. Like there's bars that were around longer, but right. this bar has been in continuous service since like the mid '70s. See, that's cool. Yeah, like we don't get history like that. And I drunkenly went to that bar yeah. last time I was there. Didn't know that. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So there was a lot of just you know. Do you know the name of it or no, no? I can't remember. But the guy who took us on the tour like knew everything. And one of the things he kept doing too was like pointing out where like all like all the movies that had been like um, filmed. He's like Elvis did this in that building. Nicolas Cage used to own that building. It was haunted. He tried to sell it, but owed ten million dollars to the government, so they just took it from him. Like there were all these funny things that he just um, you know uh, you know just was pointing out. Actually, I just found my note. Um, the the Nova Scotians that came to Louisiana. They were encouraged by the Spanish to actually move down there to occupy more of the territory. Why? Oh, that's well, okay. Because they own, I think they own both of the mountains. Oh, I was just about to say. They, they were like, hey, have, go down yeah. there and, and, we need and some more, settle down there. Yeah, because yeah, we, we want to occupy heads. more of the area. Yeah. Need some more heads down here. Yeah. So that's what happened. Nobody wants to live in the Swiss. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> Absolutely. They probably were like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, what's down there? <laughs> crawfish okay we're in yeah yeah so that is what i learned this groovy groovy oh um, yeah uh do, uh do you have any other nola uh no, so nola yeah if you want to if you want to i mean if you want to get into it i'm going to give you um these are some of the thoughts um and observations um you know i i try to do this whenever i not necessarily go somewhere new but just somewhere different um and I wrote down just different things throughout the weekend that I thought were either, you know, a hot take, a, a something that that you know we should we should kind of discuss. The first one is uh, we started drinking pretty early one day, um, but in New Orleans, it doesn't matter what time you start drinking, mm-hmm. you always feel like you should have started earlier. Okay, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you can start at ten and you still feel like you're late. Yes. And yes, it's because yes. there's always other people that have started before you. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely no shaming going on there. Oh, no, no, no. No, like, I think that if there's anywhere that you would, you know, not feel shame about cracking a brewski at like 7.58 a.m., New no Orleans will, is your place. No one will bat an eye. Yes. Uh, my next observation is... Chapatulis is to me probably one of the top five words of all time. Chapatulis. Chapatulis is one of the streets okay. in, in New Orleans, named after I believe 
uh, one of the local Native American tribes that was in the okay, area. Okay, sweet. But and if and if you don't know how to spell it, uh, probably spelled it wrong here. But I'm just going to give it to you anyways. T C H O P A T O U L A S. Chapatulas. Chapatulas. Yeah, there's a T on the front. I don't know why, and I love it. Chapatulas is what I will be naming my first child. That'll be the middle name of my first child. Okay. Alex Chapatulas Benson Jr. Kind of cool. It's kind of a cool little name. Uh, Yeah. Chapatulas. Yeah. And it's just, and there's just like a bunch of dope stuff on that, on that street. But uh, yeah, I love that word. Um, We talked about this a little bit earlier with the boudin balls, but New Orleans just sneaks so much different type of meats into things that necessarily wouldn't have meat. Yeah. Like they love, they love, they love that. Um, Now the next thing I got to give a shout out to my boys. We were walking uh, the parade uh, trail on Saturday and my boys pulled up all, you know, they have the walking parades, which are, you know, the people in the, in all the bands and stuff that are walking. And then they have everyone that's rolling on the, on the big uh, parade floats and stuff like that. But my boys, shout out to the Dirty South Riders. Gang gang. With a Z. As, as, as anything that's plural should be end with a Z. Yes. My boys, the Dirty South Riders, pulled up on their trusty steeds. And these boys were bumping all the best music and so swagged out. I think it was just all black cowboys that, yeah. were, all, that were, as you could imagine. And my boys, whenever they would stop for a minute, they literally would get their horses to fucking dance. Get them, they get they them got them. They got bit. them to like shuffle side to side, back and forth. Woo! See, that's a whole. It was. It was so much. There was so much swag dripping from them. That's a whole different vibe. That the right the storm there. drains could not handle the capacity. That's of fire. a whole different vibe right there. I'm telling you, it was. I was just like we we were walking next to them, and I said, "Babe, pick up the pace because we got to walk with them." For a while. Yeah. And they just had all the tunes, as you can ima- uh, imagine. Old Town Road came on and everyone went wild and that. they just were t- they were two stepping on their steed. Oh my I god. I don't know how else to describe <laughs> it. But my two stepping on the steed. Yeah, bro. so shout out to the Dirty South Riders. Yo, you forever have yo. my heart. Shout out gang gang. Did you get me an application? Um I don't know if we can get it. They'll know. Got they'll know. I don't even you. think it's a color thing. Um you just have to be proficient on a horse. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, definitely not. No. Yeah. Definitely that would over be. Here. You, would need a, you would need a Clydesdale. I would need the big. Yeah, those big Viking ones. Yeah. yeah. The Clydesdale. Just pull on the Budweiser. Um, I I wrote this down. I I know I mentioned it last time, but the smell. The smell, as always. Uh, you get this beautiful. So nice. You get well. The, well, we were there the last couple times we were there was July, so it was hot as fuck, and yeah. the smell was much worse, especially in the morning. And it was cool, a little bit cooler this time. But there's a certain smell of delicious food that is cooking, <laughs> Cajun spices. <laughs> then comes the whiff of just dro being blown at all hours. You're like. I smell weed. I don't see anyone smoking no, weed. You don't ever see it. Yeah, but it's just always around. And then, um, and then of course, just the, the the shit vomit, disgusting water that is just sitting 
at the crevices of, of permeating through everything. They've got the combination of all three of those create a smell that I don't think you could get or mimic anywhere else in the world. They've got a unique uh, changing of the, the direction of the wind there that is unlike any other city. Yes. Um, when, the, when the wind goes south, you've got this one, and when it goes north, you've got this one. Yes. But in that city, it's just a constant, which I love. Yes. Um, and that's true. You could be anywhere. It doesn't in probably the specific, like, no. oh, Leon Bourbon. Like, it's, no. it's all over. But it's great. Yes. I, it's, it's, a, it's a weird, enduring thing that I like. Yes. Like, when I smell it's that, that personality, I know I'm in New Orleans. It's checking off a box for me. Absolutely. You know, um, guys, 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 we had we had a supply chain issue that affected me in a very negative way this weekend. What? The city of New Orleans, except for shout out to Aaron Rose, as uh, as I as I put on the gram. I don't know if you saw it. You see that I I, I saw, threw the sticker. I saw. We are we are there. we are in. I saw. I was pretty. It was a proud moment for me. We are in uh, the shut the funk up podcast sticker is on uh, one of the machines that makes the Irish coffee. If you go to New Orleans, if you go to Aaron Rose, and you snap a picture of the Shut the Funk Up podcast, and you, and you, and you, uh, and you tag us in it, we will send you a po' boy. Yes. Done. There you right go. Right there. There you go. It's the one off Conti, though. The one right near Bourbon. Go find it. The one I can tell you. Just go yeah, find it. There you go. Uh, but my mans, besides for Aaron Rose, no one in the city of New Orleans had Jameson. Whoa, dude! I was I was what on. What are a, you talking about? I was on a whiskey kick all weekend. I was drinking a lot of Jamie Gingers. I I thought I was going to at least. What and, are you talking about and right now? No one had Jameson, bro. And it was like a thing throughout the city that every I time you would talk, all, all the bartenders and they would all say the same thing. Yep, it's a it's a problem. So I need hey Jameson. I know some of the reps are listening. Dude. I need you to get some, some, you know, hook them up to the horses, whatever you got to do. Bro. And make sure you get down to New Orleans stat. Bro, I'm seeing a little business opportunity. Yeah. You know what so, I mean? Do we need to bootleg some in there? I don't know. So we what, got, did we you got, drink, like, tell, did they tell them or do, or did that release? No, they or? had some other Irish stuff, but I'm telling you, like, the Jameson, it was, I was one for That's shocking to me. One for 12 on bars that had Jameson. The only one, Aaron Rose. Well, it's an Irish bar. Yeah. Isn't it? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's technically. I mean, maybe I, bet I it guess is. it is. I yeah. Bet it is. That's why they only got Jameson. Yeah, but they they were the only ones that had you know they had it, and that was a that was a thing. They got God. They must. They got God. They must. Um, the next thing is, <laughs> I wrote this down. Uh, as you know, I'm from the ATO, mm-hmm. not from a particularly rough area, mm-hmm. um, but. I feel like I could and we could go into maybe some of the rougher areas of Atlanta and feel okay and, and get around and it, everything would be fine. Maybe not, but that's how I feel. Right. Um, New Orleans is one of those cities where the, the hood of the hood um, scares me in a way that I would not fuck. With, <laughs> I would not fuck with the gutter of New Orleans ever. Nah? No. No, what are they... Um... Uh, what are they called there? The uh, what are they called? Like all the different zones. Uh, what are they well, called? The well, wards. 
Yeah, the wards, the wards. Yeah, so seventh ward. You, know, you don't want that fifth ward. Like, no, you don't want none of that. That ninth. You don't want that ninth ward for sure. No, ninth ward, absolutely. Definitely not. don't want none of that. No, but those uh, respect to all you. Shout out, salute. Yeah. Um, but I will be staying clear. <laughs> I like I like that observation right there because I I kind of I, I know you thought I know what you're talking about. It's a different. I don't know how to. It's a different type of feeling. It's not like it's a running. Like we've had a running with them, but it's a different no. type of feeling of like. That guy, that one's a little, I'm going to say, I'm across, I'm across the street. It's just one of those things that I just, it's more of a respect thing where it's yeah. like, I'm not ever stepping to anything to do with that. Yeah. And I'm, I, I agree. I agree. And my ATL boys, I'm not stepping to you either. No, but it's for a different reason. If we had, if, if, if the AT, if the ATL boys reverse the Nolans boys, we're putting our money on the Nolans boys. What was that? Yes. Yes. Wow. 100%. Unfortunately. Wow. Now, Bankhead, I love you. But, you know. <laughs> the cater. Yeah. But, you know, Southwest, I see you. But it's just, it's a different level down there. But the, the beautiful thing is everyone mixes with everyone down there. And it's mm-hmm. great, which I love. Um, <laughs> so I've been seeing this. And um, the last couple times I went, they just have these, these, these elaborately decorated bands for weed. And... Ooh. Like, like medical or well, so they don't. It's I think you can I think you can get your medical card there, but it's definitely not recreation. These vans are just posted up. I saw like three or four of them, like one right on Glenow Street. What do they look like? It's like I've never seen them before. Think of like a white Astro van, wrapped, uh huh, completely wrapped with just like the most fire weed on the side of it. Clearly, it is there to sell weed. Okay. It is. It is not hiding it. Okay. It's typically got I've like a Rastafarian dude with the door open, Peter Tosh playing, smoking a joint, and just just, right, just, just parked on the side, right parked there, just literally on the side of the road, a hundred feet away from Copper's Chicken Shack. Yeah, and they're just selling weed. I mean, get with it, Fort Lauderdale. I mean, another thing that I might have to put on my political action committee to just like, you know, but it was one of those where I did, it blew my mind. It blew my mind just to continue to see it. They're so open and out, which also I should, my mind shouldn't be blown. But it wasn't like he, the guy was just serving like little hand-to-hand bags on the corner. It was like an operation. De- it was like a decorated Mardi Gras float for weed <laughs> and clearly obvious and I don't know why they I mean don't... would you expect anything less from from New Orleans? Uh so I ended up talking to one of the kids that that was that was driving the van and he said that they were coming to Miami for I think Rolling Loud in a couple weeks <laughs> and he asked me where they should park. Yo, when they to stop by the studio. <laughs> I told him I, I told him honestly for the hand to hand. Actually, you yeah, you actually probably a good person to ask that. I, I told him Winwood. Yeah. I told him Winwood. Yeah. I was like, Winwood, there'll be people walking around. You can certainly just like But I don't know if if our Miami boy my our Miami PD is gonna be cool with that. This was as flagrant as you could be selling weed. I I I think Winwood operates in a, in a different in a different space. I do too. That's why I gave them that. I, I would. Them. I wouldn't send them to uh, like South Beach. No, <laughs> I, t- I told them. I told them do not. I, w- I wouldn't. I wouldn't send them there. I, no, oh, I would like. I think Winwood over that. I think Winwood would be probably the only place that it may be. Yeah, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't even know. Yeah. So uh, two more things. 
uh, and this is a little bit of an indictment. Uh, but then again, I was not, you know, on bourbon for all these parades. But I didn't say a single boob. That's not I, that's not allowed anymore. Then you they anywhere they don't they, that that they cracked down that like years ago. Okay, there's no more of the boob. Like if like it's uh, if you show the if you if you show the boobs there, it's like you're straight in jail. Okay. Jail. They don't do they, they don't do that shit anymore. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense because you, I thought you know I thought the takeoffs would be flying. Um, you know, a lot of beads were thrown. Mm-hmm. Didn't see a single boob. Thought maybe I'd see one. No more or of that debauchery. I forget where I heard that or who's. But I I I know I I heard that like years ago. They they got rid of that shit. Okay. And my last thing is, um, and I I'd like your. I think especially that I think you know that you know. Uh, when that when that women empowerment shit like hit, it was like you're demeaning women now. Mm. You know, so that shit got thrown out the window. Someone from uh from New Orleans, some of our New Orleans correspondents, please get back to us on when that changed. Yeah, if that's changed. I'm interested like, what what caused that. Is it the Me Too? Was like, it something yeah, else? Yeah, like maybe it's not even like oh, a law, or maybe it's just like because like, I thought you could like on bourbon. I just didn't think like when we were on St. Charles that when we were on St. Charles for the parades. That was clearly more of like the family area. Mm-hmm. Like the cool thing, actually, I forgot to mention this, the ladder culture that's there. What they do is like when you have a little kid and you want to like take them to the parade, what they'll do is they'll actually take a ladder. They'll bring like a fold out ladder mm-hmm. and they'll construct a little box on the top of the ladder and they'll make like a little, like a super high chair for the kid. And the kid will sit on top in that like kind of like little oh, press that's box kind of that's kind of dope. and then the dad would climb up you know like halfway up the ladder and just kind of like hold the kid there yeah so it was cool because people would like have different types like pimp out their ladders it was just a cool thing that like i like clearly, that that's cool like you can that's tell cool. that invention has been there for a while and like every year it's gotten like a little better and, and cool that's stuff see, like that. that's so now that's that's so that's so yeah that's, that's like there. the ingenuity of people we that put up a ladder we gotta we gotta we gotta we gotta yeah. this thing out yeah they made like a little like skybox cool. up that's there cool. for the kid i like that um and then the last thing and i want your opinion on this um the vacation is never really over until your butt and your hair for me at least say so so your butt and your hair say so um i'm assuming but because of just intake of food yeah i mean yeah yes it's it's as i i know i mentioned this last time we did the new orleans observation but um it's just a it's a it's a gastrointestinal just disaster yes it's you have the spicy the like the filling the fried the, the fried the, the butter oysters and then you, and yeah crawfish, the seafood like, the crawfish and then you're throwing just copious amounts of alcohol on top of them yes and so until i think all the new orleans has left you you have never truly left new orleans. now talk to me about the hair stuff that's where i was a little um so for me i feel like whenever you just chopped all your hair off so now i'm like what's wrong what happened to the hair yeah but like hair's telling me so for me it's like a whenever i would go all right so let me put it to you this way we live in south florida proud south florida we live in that typical heat humid area Mm -hmm. and it was it was pretty cold there this weekend yeah but I feel like my body, my skin, my hair, 
it, it always just lets me know that I'm not home whenever I'm in a place like that. Like itching like, or just either my skin and my hair are drier. I'm with you on the skin. Um, my skin's always you know, like. Weird. Whenever I go to uh, like, I, yeah, itchy scalp, just because I'm like, whenever I go to Atlanta, it's cold, something like that. Like my your hair body, is just, your body's my, nose. My yeah, I'm used to being in South Florida where there is just continuously moisture coming out of every orifice on my body. <laughs> right. And I feel like whenever I go somewhere else, my body's like, "You're not in South Florida. Anymore. Mm. What's going on here?" Okay. Okay. Then I get back. That's a good, I like that. I agree with both. And I, until you get back and you get back acclimated for a couple days, it's mm. never. You're not truly. Your body tells you when you're off vacation. Yes, I like that. Okay, I like that. so I like I'm glad you. I like that a lot. And if any of you guys also have any opinions on on the butt and the hair or something else, yeah, maybe, maybe your boobs perk up a little yeah. more when you get home. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Three zero five seven four one thirty six seventy one. Let it. Let us know how you know that you're now home again. Yeah. So All right. Fuck yeah. I'm. If I wasn't thoroughly jealous before. Yeah. And that, Good job. And that is, thank you. That is my New Orleans observations, takeaways, what have you. I want to go now. Go. I, I, go I, by yourself. You will have, I mean, you I, could do anything in that city and it'll be fun. Um, uh, I, I did a, uh, I did, I got, I did a, I did a big, uh, music documentary thing all weekend i was watching a lot of them i yeah. finished the janet one i don't know if you ever got a chance no, to start it no i didn't it. get into it you still have time definitely check it out it was really really good um did you learn a lot of things that you didn't know or was it mostly a reviewing I of learned, stuff you knew i learned a lot of things i didn't know i i did not know about her uh second mayor i knew about her first one to the barge uh, really? Yeah, I knew about oh, the barge, huh? Yeah, they lasted like barely a year. He was, I mean, mm -hmm. if you know the story, that, that whole family was just riddled in tragedy and like drugs. Mm -hmm. Actually, pretty sad. But she remar she remarried. The second marriage uh, was to um, I believe it was a French guy, and they they were married for like fifteen years. And he was interesting. I didn't know anything about him. I didn't know anything about their relationship. That was really interesting. Okay. Was that he was like a film, he was a photographer guy, and you know, she was this artist. So like they had like this perfect marriage of like, you know, he was always artistically pushing her, you know, had I giving her ideas. They were like it was, each it other's was, muse. It was a, it, it was a weird thing where they were such good partners, uh, you know, with the in business and like in love. That it, it just kind of it, it fizzled out because it just be, didn't become like a marriage, you know, anymore. It was just kind of like you know this this like, you know, almost like a business yeah. partner. Salute to any of the celebs out there. I always I always crack a little smile whenever I see like a like a especially like the the big big like A list celebrities whenever they go marry someone that's like not a big celebrity. Yeah, like I always I always go okay, that's gonna last. You know, or that should last. And but. actually, the other thing that's, that was that reminds me that was really cool about the documentary is the husband. Like I said, was a big he's a photographer, a big film guy. So he literally, I mean, to the point where, like, I mean, Jenna was just constantly just frustrated. Always had the camera recording in his mm. hand, and so like the the there's tons of just amazing footage in the documentary of shit you don't 
you, you don't see just like them hanging out in the hotel. Like, is he all like they, there was uh on the control album which was produced by Jimmy uh Jimmy Jam and what's his name, uh who actually were from Morris Day in the time, uh Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Uh they produced the, the control album and I mean, he's got he's got the camera rolling the whole time in the studio, and it's like it's the coolest shit ever. You see them in the studio, like fucking going through songs, and like they're pushing Janet, and then I was like, this is tight. How many singular nip slips do you think he caught? Um, I don't. Yeah, I, I, just I, one, just one though, not both. Yeah, right. Like, I, I when don't he know. walks in on her topless, that doesn't count. No, it's got to be like one. She's holding one. One comes out of like her her robe in the morning. Yeah. That one counts. But there was, yeah, so like this guy was constantly filming, so there's a lot of like really cool, cool footage. There's even like a point where uh, Jimmy Cam and Terry Lewis are kind of like, and, and and Janet are all like kind of like at each other, like they're arguing, with like kind of trying to get as much out of her. And, but they're, you know, they're trying to make music and shit. Yeah. And uh, I think I think Jimmy Jam like turns to the husband and he's like, We'll turn that shit off right now. Like we gotta talk. Like we gotta talk. We gotta talk soon. Yeah. And like the guy's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Like it just like sets it, like turns it like perfectly at an angle. And it's like, yeah, it's off. And like he leaves the room, and it's just fucking recording. Love it. Yeah. So you got it's good. Check okay. it. You'll like it. It's, I it's, like. It's really yeah. good. A lot of Michael stuff in there too. Yeah. You really get another perspective on Michael, which is cool. Shout out to Mike. Yeah. Um. So yeah, definitely, definitely gotta check it out. Um, I like those especially like um like any of the uh like biggie too when they did the biggie one mm-hmm. like whenever they have like all that footage like so, whenever someone had the camera yes. going at all times yes. and they keep that footage like locked up forever and then they release it and it's not like some people have seen it some have it it's right. like no one's seen any that's of this exactly what it is that's the best stuff yeah because everybody's seen you know biggie on like the the street corner fucking rapping and you know, everyone's yeah. seen that footage exactly but yeah it's all, all of that it's, it's so it's really good okay but also um which will i think will intrigue you even more it will uh the rick james documentary mm. uh now this came out um a while ago, I want to say like at least like nine months ago, but it was on. It came out on Showtime, and no one's got Showtime. No one's got Showtime for that. But guess what? I have. I have. Guys, guys, guys. What do you got? I got good news for you. It's on Amazon Prime right now until the twenty eighth. Okay, so I need so to watch. You got, I, I have got less days. than a week here. Okay, to is watch it one one. Is it a it's, documentary? It's, it's, it's one a, movie yeah, or it's whatever. Like an hour and forty five minute doc on Rick James, start to finish, and okay. it's mwah. Chef's kiss. It's so good. I turned the sound bar up all the way, Max, and I was funking out. Rick James so holds. Uh, check that one out. Rick James holds uh, once again the Venn diagram of our love. Mm-hmm. Rick James is one of those people that both both of us just do the we are not worthy, and we we love him. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just. And I, we both read the the auto. It's the autobiography. It was a biography. Hello. It was the. I thought it was the auto. autobiography. Yeah, it's, because Rick was was written, a part of it. Uh, yeah. Someone yeah. else wrote it, but they like were with. They were working with Rick. It's, on and it. it's written in his words. Like the yeah. Way he yeah. Talks. Okay. So the autobiography. Which is my favorite autobiography. So yeah. when they the when you're reading it, how he talks, not like yes. it's not cleaned up for you. Correct. And uh, that book, Glow. 
Yeah. There's just so much stuff. I mean, he is one of those people that you're like, this shit that I'm reading right now is insane. And insane. then you turn the page, and guess what is even more insane? There is, Everything going on there. There's the part of the documentary that I forgot. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. He talks about this in the book, where he was invited to the party at Sharon Tate's house. Really? Like, yeah. It's, and I was like, I was like, oh, my God, that's right. I forgot. Because there, there's so many of those stories in that book that like yeah, unless yeah. you read it you won't believe us but i mean the documentary i was like that's right he was invited to that party over at sharon tate's house with so he was almost and, part of the man and like he and they had on the documentary they had you know his his girlfriend who he was with and she's telling the story and she's like i wanted to go so freaking bad but like rick was tired and he just said like you know i don't want to go like i'll make it up to you tomorrow and she's like and i was pissed because i yeah. wanted to go over party because we hadn't shit. been out in a while she's like and she wasn't and that was the night when Charles the Manson murder happened holy shit yeah I was I like I don't remember right. that either yeah okay so yeah cool check yeah so check out that document it's on Amazon Prime so I know everybody's got Amazon so um yeah try to squeeze it in there because then it'll just go back on Showtime and they'll probably never get uh I, I just wrote it down yeah that's that's a that's a, a obligatory write down yeah 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 okay um now uh, we're gonna i know we, you've got some quick hits and some, and some stuff but i'm gonna do that after the peacock sure um but i want i had I, I had a couple i had a couple like um questions for you actually that um just little little quick ones before we get into the peacock here let's do it um do you remember your first kiss now can you define or with tom um, no, 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 none of the pecking stuff. Like your first makeout. Yes. Yeah, I do. Who was she? Her name, her last name is escaping me right now. It was either fourth or fifth grade, and her name was Nicole. And I don't remember where it was. Was it? I feel like the typical first kiss story is always somebody dared you. I mean, at least back, I feel like back in our day. It was either that or it would have been like spin, was spin the bottle. Yeah, spin the bottle. Exactly. Yeah. Seven minutes in heaven. Yeah. That was for you know for the youngins out there, our generation growing up, the way we touched our first titty or or, or, or you know made out for the first time, it was a dare situation. You typically yes. I don't know how you guys do it now. I Maybe think you just I think, walk right up and you just slap them on it. I don't know. I think you Snapchat over yeah. the eggplant emoji with the water squirt, squirt, squirt. They write back definitely with like the mouth like open, blowing like a penis, and that and tongue, that actually counts. That counts right there. That actually was the <laughs> that that's I don't know why I, that's exactly how it goes down. Yes. Yeah. Um. Which let me tell you that n not as fun as ours. No, there was nothing more. There was nothing more riveting than being an eleven-year-old kid or twelve-year whatever it, whatever it was, and you sit down at, at least one crush, if not two crushes, sitting in that circle. Mom will be back in ninety minutes. Yeah, and we got to get this in. Yeah, it was it, it was it was always over at her house in her room. Yeah, you know, it was there was there was nothing more exhilarating of like. I'm, I'm, the sum's gonna go down right now. Yeah, uh, I would encourage all of and you. Everybody's in. All of you youngins to go back to the analog and just try face to face. That was the best part too about Spin the Bottle was you, no one ever, you, you could not do it. 
You know, like once yeah. if it landed, didn't matter who it was. That, you that had is, to. That's the only rule. You had to. And and, and no one like refused. And well, the the thing I think which got you like the most excited was a you were either asked or formed the game to play mm-hmm. and once you've all sat down there's a social contract that yes. says we're all in this and we will all uh, the dude will abide mm-hmm. and if you've sat down and you're now active in the game you know you're about to pucker up and put and put the wet ones on something yes yeah and so that already you're like ready to go for that yeah yeah it was it was a, it was a wild time we lived there. I don't think it was I don't think it was a dare, and I don't think it was spin the bottle. But like the next three or four after that, probably all were that. I my mine was a dare. Her name was Natalie. Uh, mine was a dare. She was a couple years older than me. We were in summer camp. A black chick. Well, that, I, don't know, I don't know what I don't know if that means anything. It it adds some cachet to the story. You know the uh, um and yeah, mine was a dare, and I remember then we like quickly like we were boyfriend and girlfriend after that for the whole summer. Love that. the summer love. Love that summer love. And then she she went to high school, and then when I eventually and I'll never forget she went to high school, and then we like never ever talked. And then I remember now when I I ended up you know two years later I ended up going to the high school. And that she was also at, and I remember one being shocked that she was there. Like I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't follow up. Yeah, you know, this is like always follow. You always follow up. This is before Facebook and shit. Mm. And like, and like when I was like, we were in high school, we had MySpace. So yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, I remember she uh, she didn't age well. No. No. Like Between she was middle to high. Like I remember when I like when we were like that that summer of love. She was like, she was a couple years older, so she was developed. Mm. You know, she had like, you know, she had developments and things that like, you know, girls might didn't have. Yep. And then I remember like, yeah, seeing her in high school and being like, oh, developed a little too much. Mm. A little too much. Mm. I would but, not make out with you now. But the funny thing <laughs> is, is that there's always like it's those terrible. late bloomers in high school where you're like, Eh. Yeah. And then you see them in college, or you see photos of them later. And you're just like, wow. Yeah. Like you were always gonna. It was always gonna be the late twenties for you, and you were like, it's a whole different level. Yeah. You know. So it goes both ways. Um, and then I wanted the other thing too because it was a discussion that came up, and I wanted to ask you too. What What was your favorite school lunch? Did you have like? Well, what was your favorite meal at school lunch? Did you have like that one? I loved I loved mashed potato day. Like when whenever there was mashed potatoes on the docket as a side, it was it was that was the only thing I would eat. I would eat bowls and bowls of mashed potato, and, and the cafeteria lady would hook me up. Um, I would have to say I know pizza Fridays like the I would one say squ- I would say the square pizza was definitely up there. Well, but um, I was wondering because like I was when I was like wonder I wonder if George got any like interesting different ones. No, I mean, I think the school lunches when we were in middle and high school were very, like, what I always think of back in, like, the 90s with, like, super processed foods. Oh, my God. And, like... My, well, when I say mashed potatoes, I'm talking about Insta. Insta yeah. Mash. Yeah. Those were not... <laughs> um, I, that or, like... Your corn's coming Chicken out of fingers. Can. You know what I mean? Yeah. But nothing, nothing like... You know, there there was nothing where I'd be like, yeah, that, you know, because right. everything was kind of like pizza, you know, chicken fingers and fries, 
burger, turkey, mashed potato, you know, mashed potato. I remember, day. like, because I went to Catholic school my whole life, I remember, like, during the Lent, uh, every Friday was like, uh, uh, fish day, right? Fish, fish sticks. Okay. Every Friday. And, and I was a, I would, I love, I like fish sticks. I don't know if that's an unpopular opinion. Like, if you put some fish sticks in front of me right now, I'd smash. I would like give me that tartar, and I'm fucking annihilating that, them. That, I, that like, be, I like fish sticks. That would be a large requirement for me. I need like four sides of tartar. Yeah, I love tartar in that yeah. setting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I actually I love tartar in, in any fish setting. Like if I if you if I have like a a fried fish sandwich, I'm annihilating my bun with. Tartar yeah. sauce. Oh yeah. Yeah. I need whatever amount you give me. I need more. Yeah. Like whenever you drop it off, I'm asking for more right away without even looking it's, at the ramekin you've given. Me. Yeah. It's 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 like it's it's like sour cream with, with uh, potato skin. Hundred percent with us. I'm yeah. Still, I'm still full from that. <laughs> I remember we did nothing. It was like the over under was like nine. I would use it or something like that. Yeah, I was close to being a teeny. Um, yeah, I like fish sticks. I don't. I don't. Is is that? Do people like fish? Is that? Is that once uh, again? Fish you don't see those not very often anymore, right? Well, like, I think what happened is, like, that was a very 90s, early 2000s dinner. Yeah. Yeah. And, you don't see that. And it was just like, as I think things progressed through history, that it's just like, we're, we're nixing. Like, this isn't... That sucks. Um, I mean, I'll put that on my political action committee to bring back fish sticks. Yeah. I can They're do that. They're good. I can do that. I, I want to know. I, I want to know if, if other people agree. You know. I think overwhelmingly people are gonna be like, "Nah, leave that." In the I think so too. It's it, it's which an kind of bums me out. I don't think it's an unpopular opinion. I just think people would be like, "Nah." Is yeah? Is that is that are they Nickelbacking or is that uh, you know are they Nickelbacking or 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 is because I kind of think that it's the name. I feel like they, I feel like they. If they need them, like you know, fish fingers, it might it might go over better. Yeah, I like that too. You know, I feel I like, like that I feel too. like fish sticks turn the name turns people off. Hmm. It just sounds like just some processed fish that's fried, which it is. Yeah, <laughs> but it's so good. You have to annihilate it with tartar, though. Yeah. Can you uh, buy those for next week, and we'll fucking let's, air, air yeah. fry a couple up. Yeah, let's eat some fish sticks next week. Let's do it. I, I mean, when was the last time you had one? Make sure you get a gallon of tartar. Okay. Deal. All right. Um, Are you ready? Yeah, let's, let's get into it. Yeah, I got, I got a goodie for you this week. Let's, yeah? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this. Let's do it. This week, like I said, I've got a fun one for you. We got um, uh, uh, as always, uh, you can check out all the Peacocks and music on Spotify. There's a playlist on there called Peacocks and music. You can check out all the tracks and stuff the, that we talk about here. Other choice ones go on there. Uh, pop a follow, like button, whatever you got to do. Go check it out if you are interested in what you're listening to. 
go. Uh, this week's peacock are the Barcays. The Barcays. The Barcays. Okay. Uh, 1966 to 1989, we've got their funk and soul band. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, so the uh started out in Memphis, Tennessee as a studio session group for Stax Records. Mm. Now, Stax Records is obviously the famous record label out of Memphis, Tennessee, Memphis Soul, you know, there's tons of amazing artists. Um, the original, now the original main session uh, band for Stax Records was Booker T and the Enemies. Okay. But the Barthes came in and they also uh, were, were um, were, were kind of they were like the other group too. The Booker T, uh, the, the only reason I'm saying is the Booker T engines were like the main, uh, you know, backing uh, uh, for, for the recording session. But the Barcades were also uh, another band that, that would step in and get some more too. Got it. Uh, but very quickly, uh, when they uh, when they got signed to Stax Records, uh, Otis Redding loved them, and he actually took them as his full time backing band uh, for touring. Uh, for albums every way he just took them, he loved them. So, um, and you know, they say too, with a little help, uh, you know, the Barcades were still like, I mean, this is 1967, so like they're only at Stackers Records for like a year. So, Booker T and the MGs kind of tutored them a little bit too. When Otis was like, yo, I want you guys, Booker T kind of tutored them a little bit to make sure they were going to be off and running. Got it. Um, Which is cool because not everyone's like, hey, we're going to help you. It's like, right. fuck you, don't take my job. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, but they released their first single, Soul Finger, um, on April 14, 1967. Uh, it actually reached number two on the R&B charts and number 17 on top, Billboard Top 100. So they actually, okay. They, so, so there so, was some, some cachet there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but a few months later in December, um, Otis Redding and four members of the band were killed in a plane crash. It's your, it's your typical uh, foggy, shitty, snowy weather, and they thought they could do it. And, and it was immediately, it was like one of those where immediately when they took off, like after like 15, 20 minutes, they were like, you know, the pilot was like, yo, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta land this, we gotta try to land this thing somewhere. And yeah. He was like, made it, made it, and thought he was landing with, uh, on an airstrip. Yeah. Um, this has been a reoccurring theme throughout music history. Mm -hmm. If it's just inclement weather, just stay another night wherever you're at. Yeah. Please. Yeah. If there's been mechanical issues, Skinner, if, you're, if you think that there's anything wrong with the plane, yeah. don't get on it. Yeah. Just don't, don't do it. Yeah. It's, I don't get it. But, uh, but two of the members, um, uh, there's there's only two people that survived the plane crash, and there were two members of the Barcades, and the trumpeter Ben Cauley and the bassist James Alexander. They were the only ones who survived. So um, they ended up reforming the band. They went and got uh, new band members, and they reformed and um, went back to Stax Records, uh, still kind of as, again, a, a backing session group, but also making their own music. They kind of were afforded. Like, Stax, Stax Records was like, the only like one of the only regularly like like Motown never did like the Funk Brothers and Motown like Barry Gordy never like let them do their own shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. You do what we tell like, you. Stax, like Stax like was like yo Booker T like you know you know produce this guy's album but then you guys put it on yourself. Yeah, um, and they actually are the backing band 
for the fucking absolutely incredible album by Isaac Hayes, Hot Buttered Soul. Okay. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that album. It's not, it's not an absolute, like, it's, it's stupid. The first track on the album, and that's like, it, I encourage anybody, the first song on, the first track on the album is, I believe it's like 14 minutes long. It's called like, it's really crazy. It's called like hypoglabo, glabovism. It's like this weird long, like made up word. Um, and it's jams for like the first five minutes or something, just like, and then, then Isaac comes in. It's that, that's the bar case. And like when I, when I saw, when I read that, I was like, that's why this band's shit because I didn't know that they were the back in that album. It's, there's only four tracks on the whole album. Okay. It's just like, I think it's Isaac's like one of his very first albums, if not his first album, and it's like super raw Isaac Hayes and it's fucking funky as hell. Okay, well that's also like indicative of the times back then. Yeah. Because you didn't put out a 16 track album. Yeah. It was like what can fit on a vinyl and we're gonna like, you're gonna get maybe three or four jams on each side and that's your album. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they were the back men on that album. Um, but in uh, 1971, Ben Colley, the trumpeter, he um, he leaves the band. He's over it, and so now it's just uh, James Alexander. Uh, he's the only founding member left. So this is the point where he takes uh, the Barquets and they move strictly into a funk direction. They move away from the soul, and, and you know it's 1971, and funk is alive and well. Yeah. So. The, uh, the group, uh, they finally, in the autumn of 1977, they put out their, the, another, another album, um, and it was called Flying High on Your Love, and it features, uh, from what critics say, a near-perfect disco song punctuated by funky trumpets. And the song is the name that sparked our beautiful podcast, yeah. Shut the Funk Up. Really? Yes, this that is where I got the idea to name this podcast "Shut the Funk Up." It, it, it's, an, it's an old Barquet song. Wow! And I always loved the name of it. I love this song. Everything about it really always just it, it stuck with me, and that's how I, you know, that's how the name of this podcast. Uh, just Mike, uh, Mike's from. pulling back the curtain for you guys just, a little bit there. Just a little um, bit for you. That's what I've been holding on to that one for a while. Yeah. That's guess what I learned this week. Yeah, so uh, shut the funk up. It's a, like I said, it's a really good song. Um, it's like like a little discoy and it's, it's just, they were. You're gonna love this band. They're super funky. I always love when you're putting together something that you know I'm going to love, <laughs> and then I hate that you didn't yeah. give me something you're gonna, that you knew I would love sooner. Yeah, you might be mad at that about okay. this one. Um, but yeah, the the, the group uh, you know peaked uh, as a funk band from 1970s to 1980s. Uh, just a string of a ton of like really good songs. Nothing like you know majorly like uh, chart topping, but a lot. Of, they had a, they put out a lot of stuff. Yeah, they were respected in their genre. Yeah, yeah. and uh, pretty much in uh, 1984, uh, their guitarist Marcus Price gets murdered mm. um, on the way home from a session, actually, um, and he had his boombox with him and somebody went to rob him and they murdered him like in the, in the middle of the robbery. Um, we got back-to-back robbery murders. But that ultimately when Marcus got uh, murdered, and the murder's never been solved to that. 
Mm. Never been solved. Um, that ultimately was the demise of the band. And they pretty much uh, uh, disbanded at that point. They got back together like in 1991, but like a whole part. Yeah, not the same band at all. Though. Yeah. But that was the demise of the band. But one more little nugget in here that I actually did not know that you will love. Um, the still the only founding member of the base is James Alexander. Um, he is the father of the famed record producer, Jazzy Faye. Jazzy really? Fizzle. Jazzy Fizzle Productionizzle. That is, he is uh, the father of Jazzy Faye. Wow. Fett. Yeah, so the Barkays, uh, the basis for the Barkays' uh, son is Jazzy Fett. Which is a great just little wrinkle because yeah. um, I love Jazzy Faye. He's so, so, yeah, so good. So many good so beats, good. and it always adds more credibility knowing that a guy's dad, and, and you know, overwhelmingly, I'm sure the largest influence on him was from like an amazing dope band. Yeah. From when bands were bands. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's great. I love that. Yeah. That, that, I thought that was really cool. I was like, Ooh, that's part of that. I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Um yeah, very so excited. I'm going to have hopefully a lot of very good feedback for you. If it's anything like Natural Child, who I literally was jamming today again. Um, Hell yeah. Then uh, Hell yeah, I'm, brother. I'm very, uh, very excited for that. Um, yeah. So that's your piece out. Go check them out. Um, uh, you can find them on Spotify, yada, yada, yada. The Bark A's. Um, Quickly, how do you spell that? Uh, it's uh, two words, bar, B-A-R, and then K's, K-A-Y-S, the Bark A's. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Um, now, I know you've got some stuff for me, and I have one uh, uh, little <laughs> funny headline that I saw. Do you want to go? I said, you want to go first? Or you want me to? Um, you want me to uh, go ahead. All right, yeah. I'll, I'll go. Um, now, did you see? Did you see this? Uh, this teacher with the sperm and the, and the cupcakes. I did. Okay. I actually um, I read that and was meaning to send that to you for headlines. Yeah, I I had read it like a couple weeks ago or whatever it was when it, and I was like and I put it on my headlines, but yesterday it uh they they uh, they've been in trial. It was her husband's sperm, right? Yes. Because it was the female. You're struggling on that water right now. What happened? Here? I had a frog in my throat. I don't know. I'm about to say, you've got a whole thing going on. I, I'm like... I'm, I'm pushing through it. <laughs> I know, but I'm looking over and like the face is redder. I thought like a couple sips of water right, were going to Zoom in on me. Okay, don't zoom in. But, um, so... Uh... The teachers the 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 teacher yeah it was the husband's sperm uh she put him she put the, the sperm in the cupcakes and fed him to uh her her, her, her kid at school um they were apparently i read it i went deep on it i read about them they're pieces of shit like yeah there was some a lot of other like there was uh, they kid. basically the way because i was like how do you cut that was, that was the reason why i was like how do you cut you know yeah like um but yeah basically yeah, there was another kid that they were molesting. Yeah. And uh, when they, like, broke down the door for that, there was, like, tons of other, like, you know, just fucked A up. mixing bowl with Shush. cupcakes, half, half, half baked. <laughs> there, was, there was a bottle of marked sperm. sperm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but no, they eventually, 
they busted him for uh, you know the one thing, the the one child molestation. Um, you know, while they were basically like you know being interrogated, she uh, she admitted to it. Mm-hmm. She you know she you know felt bad. She and she was also trying to put the blame on the husband. Like, oh, you made me do all this stuff. I didn't want to do any of it. Yeah, you're going to jail for life. Yeah. So I think yeah. So um, that's how they found out. But um, I think you'll be happy to know that yesterday Berta came through. Or Mary, yeah, it was yesterday that Berta came through. Forty-one years. We got. Oh, okay. That's yeah, good. so they got it. They got yeah, it. They got you'll it. be an old fuck when you get out. And they, they, uh, they both uh, pleaded, or well, she, she pleaded guilty. She didn't even go to trial, basically, yeah. and because yeah. she didn't want to put the kids through the Okay. So I guess cool. Silver but, lining, but you're still a sick fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to. Uh, to talk about that because I don't think I would taste the sperm, right? You would never know. I would never know. You would never know. I would never know. Look, if I could murder people and feed you a human hamburger mm-hmm. on the side of the road in Maryland, yeah, and you not know, you're not going to know if there's a little bit of a little bit of little J in that cup, little J in the in the in the cup, yeah, little J in the sea, little 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 J in the icing, you know? yeah. You know, I, I feel like I was like I was like I find one depending on the cupcake. Now, do you think she put it in one of those um, like plastic bags with a little thing on the on the bottom and was like decorating the top of the cupcake? With oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think she she, she didn't just like bake it into the, the no, actual I, bread of the cupcake. No, I think right? she slid like cut a little piece of the corner off of a ziploc yeah. bag. Yep, and was master chef in it. Okay, that's for sure. That's my. That's how I'm choosing to think how that went. Mm-hmm. Okay, She's watching the kids. They're chowing down on them. They've got it all over their lips, all over their face. Yes. You know? And she's just, at that point, laughing. Now, that's a, that's a sick fuck, dude. Absolute sick fuck. Like, you are the only, past the off your John Rocker. You're in the sick fuck category. Because you're, you're doing that for what reason? For self-satisfaction of no, like, only it's you. weird. You know yeah. what I mean? Only you and Like, you're not husband. getting any sexual pleasure from it. Or maybe you well, are. You probably home, are. Yeah. yeah but, sure. Like, I would like what like it's just like the whole thing is this guy. It's like is the husband at home waiting, and then like you come home and is he like in bated breath? Like he's they, at they, home they, eating a cupcake, forgetting that he is on the <laughs> cupcake. Yo, yeah, like his like dog, turns around and huh? Like yeah, does that? Yeah, like, yeah, like honey. His dog Buster. You know, he comes out of the shower after after and he comes out of work. He always takes a shower when he gets home. And he comes out and the dog Buster got into like the extra tray, and he's like pissed because he didn't want his dog to eat him. Correct. You know, only exactly, pets. exactly. So, all right. So, uh, so I got some quick hits for you. I have two different categories. I have music and then non-music. So we're gonna start with the music. And these are just some questions I've been I, I wrote down, and I, I kind of wanted to get your opinion on. Um, so music wise, what is a type of music that you would say Alex Benson doesn't know a lot about, but he's very interested or eager to know more about? Um, uh, a genre? Yeah, we'll go with genre. Yeah. Um, I, you can say a person too, but I think genre is a little like more broader. Um, I would probably say 
like um like span like certain types of Spanish music. Okay. Like I love Spanish music when it's on. Yeah. But I know nothing like about like like the, the J Balvin type, like, like Spanish like music? that's what I was about to say. I was like, and I was like, and I and I really will extend that to like Bad Bunny, the, like the Bad Bunny stuff. But then even like you know salsa and, and, and mango type music, shit. And like, okay. yeah, and stuff like that from like you know from the older like the older guys, stuff like that. Like I'm, I love that type of music, but I'm not well versed in it at all. Right. all. It's very intimidating. 305-741-3671. If you guys have any dope playlists or artists that we should check out when it comes to that stuff, uh, shoot that over to us. I'm, I'm right there with you when it comes to that. Because when I do these peacocks, like the, um, the Latin American group of artists is always an artist that I'm, I'm always trying to highlight them more because I, but I don't have enough in my arsenal. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I, didn't like I mean, Selena the language barrier like is probably that. part of it, for sure. Yeah. Um, it's dif- more difficult to digest. But I think, especially living in South Florida, um, we're so exposed to Spanish music more than the general population that we're used to hearing it, and we like hearing it, even though we don't know necessarily what yeah. we're Yeah, like I went out after the comedy show this weekend. We went because we were down in Miami, so we went out to uh, the clubs and shit, and you know, down in Miami, they, 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 that's the music that they play when you go out. There. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. It's not like the clubs in other cities where they're pumping Drake and shit. Like, they're playing fucking, you know, this, this cool ass, like, Spanish and Cuban music. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So, like, that's why that, that's where I first went because I was down there and I was dancing. Yeah. But I didn't know what the fuck it was. But it was exactly. great. Exactly. Exactly. DJ, La- DJ Laz was, uh, oh, yeah. DJ Laz uh, was, uh, the old timer, huh? Remember him from, oh, yeah. Was it 99 Jams? Yeah. Oh, yeah. DJ Laz was on the was on the ones and twos. Oh it? yeah. Um, the next one is what music do you know maybe a little bit about, but you're good. You're set. You don't need to know any more about it. Um, uh, I have an obvious country. One. Yeah, that yeah, was I mean, that country, was it. Like new country, I'm all set on. But I, I, I'll 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 let me give you another one here. Well, um, a genre that I know about, but I'm all set on. Um, um, I, sh- I mean, like any type of Indian music, I'm all set on. Okay. You know, like yeah, all of that, like sitars, sitari, like okay. Indian, I'm all set on that stuff. Okay. Is there a genre you literally know a lot about, um, but you don't think you need to know anything else about? Um. Uh. That, that, I, that's, that's, a, that's a very presumptuous question. I, I would say no, because I, my favorite thing with music is, is the learning of it. Like, I mean, you see me all the time, or, or I, I mean, how many times have, do we hear a song or a musician or something, and I immediately pick up my phone because I now have to go yep. to the Wikipedia page. Like, I mean, how many times, like, we listened to like new, like the new, the new Nas album when that came out. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first thing I did, I texted you back, was the who produced, who's producing the songs that we like. Mm-hmm. I, I don't need, I can't Definitely just listen to the whole album. I think. Yeah, yeah, I just need to, I need to know like the stuff behind it. So I would say no. I'm, I, I love learning more and more. Yeah, I think that's the obvious answer. But yeah. I was, I was, I was, I wanted to dangle that worm in front of you and see if you bit on something. The right answer there is that you can never know enough about any genre, no matter what, because there's only 
There's it's, always more, you know, of it's it. The, the main most part reason why I do these peacocks and music every week is, is because the the stories and, and the people behind it are just are to me just as interesting as the actual music and the art. Absolutely, it's, it's, it's got all those like crazy like jazzy bet. Yeah, know, like <laughs> who would have known? Yeah. Okay, so those are my three music related questions. Now I have three non music related. Okay. Um, I'm just going to drop this one right in your lap, and I, I left it very short. Okay, give me a little laptop. Uh, any thoughts on Russia slash Ukraine? Um, yeah, I do. Uh, I was one of the original ones. It was funny, you know, when the, when the when the when this first broke, everyone was like, "Oh shit! All right, like you know, Russia's gonna you know invade." And then there was like, then like I feel like a week went by. And then everyone, like the internet, and the, and the and everyone was like, uh, "See, this is Biden and the administration in America just like talking it up to get people riled up in America, but really, like, it's never going to happen. It's not even close to happening." And when that was, and when because I was talking to actually a, a friend of ours about it, he was like, "That's what he was saying," and I was like, "I, I don't think so. I think that this is actually real. I think this yeah. is actually a very possible thing." And um, I I hope it doesn't go down. Yeah, but but there's also another part of me that like wants to go because I I mean I think you've heard me say before I need I need someone to test Biden I need somebody I need him to show me something because up until now he's been kind of like a which is great because the president before him was like some you know was a crazy guy and every day was like you know just a circus and so yeah. like now we now have Biden there we get to like kind of like you know. Breathe a little bit, which is yeah. good. Mm-hmm. But um, I want to. I want to see if uh, if Putin actually calls his bluff, because you know Biden's been saying, "Like, oh, you're gonna do it. Like, you're gonna be met with some harsh realities." And I want to see if, uh, if, if if Biden will back that shit up. But we've got. But he, he's got the rest of the whole entire world yeah. on with his back. Like, yeah, it, it'll be UK, Germany. They're all down. They're all just like, "Yo, we'll cut the people off." Um. But we'll cut, we'll cut these people off before you know before anything. Yeah. So um, uh, uh, it is it is interesting. Is it interesting? Do you does it move your monkey? Oh, I you know absolutely. I I read a lot of just geopolitical information. I think yeah. it's important to know what's going on in the world. Not Do you think it's gonna happen? It's, it kind of already has. I think I read today like I uh, think, he's already moved some troops into eastern Ukraine. I think it most likely will. Um, but then again, a couple years ago, I was certain that something was going to happen in North Korea. And right. That, and it didn't. So, um, you know, I was listening to the Levitard show and they had that guy from the Bill Clinton administration on oh, yeah? to talk about this geopolitics and all that type of stuff and what, what could happen, when it could happen, all that type of stuff. I thought it was a very insightful conversation, but, um, you know, I, I I would like to see Biden be firm on it. I'm hoping this isn't what we need to test him because a lot of people will die if that does, if it keeps moving in I that direction. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't because the sanctions are already coming in. Yeah, from like UK, Germany. You know, the US already put like major sanctions on like like the biggest uh, you know bank in Russia that 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 they funded the UK fund a lot of. Money over, a lot of money over to them, so you've already like cut that off. But usually, that's 
Yeah. Usually it stops. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Go. This is where but Ukraine's going to make a decision. Ukraine's been coming out, though, and they've been so, like everything that I've been seeing and reading from them. They're just like, yo, if you want that smoke, come through. So like, what, they're, like, they're very confident over that. What that political strategist had mentioned was that they're much better trained, they're much better equipped to handle Russia. But like, it is a foregone conclusion that if Russia wants to take Ukraine, you know, in that way, you know, uh, with you know infantry men, boots on the ground, like they'll take it. But it will take them a while, and it will be bloody, and it will be difficult, and it, and that's where he was basically stating it might not be worth. The political capital because of what will occur because when they have to start sending body bags back to moscow mm-hmm. it's not going to look good because yeah. everyone will you know especially every everyone will suffer definitely. yeah so, i think at this point any type of war yeah lost yeah. all yeah for sure yeah. so that's i just wanted a, a quick hit on that my next one um i'm just gonna ask uh it's a one word question and I need you may need your uh, opinion on. It. I think I know what it is, but uh, Wordle. Ah, yes. Okay, so I've been seeing and hearing about this, and I actually just last night finally got the the four one one on this. What it is? Okay. Because I've been you know been everyone's been talking about it now, and I thought it was like a words with friends type of situation with an app. But I found out last night that it's a website and it just gives you oh you have to guess the word. Do you know what it is? Do you, are you? I have not. So okay. I've been seeing on Twitter, everyone loves to do the thing. I don't know if they're doing. Like, they're nickelbacking, in my opinion. But everyone is posting their score, showing whether or not they are being successful and. I can and I look. I'm a wordsmith. I love a good word game. Um, I love a good riddle, as you saw a few weeks ago. Uh-huh. But um, I'm doing one of the things right now where when it's red hot, I'm not. I'm totally out on it. Oh yeah, you. I'm not gonna play it. I will never download. I went over to the parents' house last night, and my sister was put my mom on it. My mom was like, "Oh, it's, you know, she, she she put my mom on it." And my sister and my brother-in-law, they're super into it. They play every day. And apparently you you get a word each day and everybody in the world gets the same word. Okay. It's the same word. And I think it's a five-letter word. I think it's a five-letter word. And it's kind of like Wheel of Fortune where you have like, I think, five guesses to pick a a letter, you know? And then once you pick your five letters... They if they're they'll, they'll show them to you or not, and then you have to guess the word. That's literally what everyone's like going nuts over. I believe that's what I was. That's what I was. Maybe it was, maybe someone was yelling. Like that's not how it works. But I was like that's what it was. I hope they're yeah, I hope they're yelling into the podcast right now. That's not how it works because there's two people here that have never played it <laughs> and don't know anything truly about it. I they were they, I walked in on it. They were doing it. I'm like okay yeah what is this and then and like that's what was described to me and I was like. Yeah, that's Wheel of Fortune. I'm all set on that. I, that's been around for a while. Yeah, so I just, uh, I needed to know and you don't win anything, stood. you don't get anything, and it's, and, and that was the thing, too. I was like, this isn't an app. Like, remember the app, remember the app, it was a while ago, and everyone would sign on at a specific time, and it would ask, like, questions. And oh, was, what was that? I don't know, I can't Trivia remember. Trivia Boom or some shit. Trivia, uh... 
Well, either way, I'm wondering. That one was dope. I was on that one. Does this? I did too. I was on that one. Does this fall? Well, you can win shit on that one. Yeah, you can win money. You can win. You won money. You won money. Yeah, this one's no money. See, that's my problem. This one's just for clout. Everyone is putting their score up like they're. I don't know. Like they think they're like uh, they know what they're doing. It's not impressive to me at all. Yeah, like if you're trying to flex on me, I'm just like. to me, if you have to like, yeah, flex up on that and like show what you did, that tells me you just don't know shit about like, you know, you're just like a good guesser to me. Like you, like yeah, I'm not. Like, I don't know not, anything about it, so I don't even know if you can accurately score well and not know what's going on. I don't know. I, but I, I don't. I'm not gonna find out. I feel like people are like, yeah, they're they're posting it and they're acting as if we're I'm, I'm, we're supposed to be impressed because and think that they're scholarly, but it's the exact opposite. Yeah, I'm just like, okay. oh, you're just kind of a good guesser. Okay. All right. Now this next one is a two part two okay. part question. A Raj, the news came out last week. I don't know if you saw this I that he has. Him and Shailene, Shailene Woodley, oh. have parted ways. Mm-hmm. I and, thought you said A-Rod. And A-Rod. A-Rod. And this is now his second time with a fiance. Dead. And my question is, can he marry, can he win the big one? Can he marry the big one? He's gay. I think he's I, dead. I've been saying this for a very long time. I do remember that. I have said this. You're alleging you. that he is he is in the closet. I, I'm alleging I'm alleging that Aaron Rodgers is dead. These are all fronts. Mm, those were his beards. Yeah, those were his beards. Exactly. Even though like, he had a beard. Yeah, like he uh, to me, I think he's dead, which is no problem. It's all good, you know. Like it doesn't matter to me. You're my quarterback, still. So. But um, I think he's dead. I think these are all fronts. Um, all signs point towards that, you know, trouble within the family, you know, he's very, very insecure, very narcissistic, very narcissistic, um, you know, plays football. Not that all gay people are those you know, things, but yeah. when you're acting like you're not, and then those things come up, it's just, things are starting to fall in place. And I, I don't hate that take, but, but to come back towards reality because it is it is a somewhat of a of a sarcastic take of mine it's yeah. like i i i have believe in that and i have don't I, it's just a funny thing that i like really out there um but i to answer your question no i do not think he will ever be able to win the big one so yeah this is he now because, has more ex-fiances than he does super bowl yeah because he's I mean, look at his personality, man. You can just, t- I mean, the guy's a difficult motherfucker to get, to put a, like, to get along with, man. All signs point to, and maybe it's, I don't know, like he just got older or he's passed certain parts of his career and like he feels like he can say more now or he was like that before or he wasn't. But like this new version of Aaron Rodgers, I feel like is just such a turnoff for so many people. And- I mean, think like, like, I'll ask you a question. Think of another. Um, think of another huge athlete, and you can keep it within the NFL, or you, or you can go outside of it. That is at the age that he is at, and is you know, and has the money and, and all that, and all the all the financial like you know things that back and behind that he doesn't have to worry about anything. That isn't married or is not in a very serious relationship. I I can't think of one. I mean, who what? One other huge athlete like that is just single, and is always and is never like and constantly did like like maybe Alex Rodriguez, but see he was he was in love with J Lo and 
J Lo's one that broke off with him. Yeah, but also like it doesn't count if you've been married before, like have kids and stuff already. Like he's never been married. Like even Derek Jeter settled down, dude. And he was like the bachelor in New yeah. York. Yeah. Like yeah, those gift Derek Jeter's got two kids and a, and a lovely wife. He that's said, why he said hello. He said hello to them. Yeah, we met them. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, that's my thing is like he he's shown you that he he won't. He's 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 an incredibly difficult person to get along with. Everyone knows that. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he's at the age that he's at and still has it's like to me it's just one of two things. You're just incredibly your ego is that crazy that no one can put can stand can stand you and put up with you, or you're dead. Okay. That's like, like that. that that's that's what I think about that. And the second part of the question Allegedly. Allegedly. And the second part of the question, future with the pack. Where do where do you think? Give me your opinion of where things are going to go. I have. Will he be a Packer this time? Next, well, no. Uh, at the at week one of the 2022 season, will Aaron Rodgers be taking snaps under center with the G on the helmet? Um, if I'm a Betting man, which you are, um, I would say yes. Okay. But I, as a Packers fan, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm. There's just been such a big saga with him. I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm done with him. Thank you for everything. Like you brought us one, all good. Like you're, you were amazing to watch. But like, I kind of just like, I wouldn't have a problem if your baggage went somewhere else. Yeah, and um, I don't know if the juice is worth the squeeze. Yeah, and like I think it's finally time for a fucking rebuild in, in Green Bay. You know, because if you remember too, I don't know if you remember, but I remember obviously because I'm a Packers fan. This whole thing is almost the exact same as the Brett Favre. This is how Brett Favre when he left. Absolutely, it was like Brett Favre's like his ego and like stuff within the organization. They just they just kind of got to an end with each other. And like they let his ass go, and he went and played for like you know the Vikings and Jets and other people, yeah. You know for uh, for other other years, trying to chase more that one last ring, yeah. So this whole thing just feels exactly like the Brett Favre thing, and I kind of just like, you know, we don't have a backup. Jordan Love's definitely not that dude, yeah. But I think it's just time because that's what they do. If we if he does stay here, I mean he's handicapped the team then. Then we like our team's not gonna be good. Yeah, yeah. Like our our cap situation is terrible, so. I'm kind of like, maybe we can have some down years. Yeah, I mean, I'm coming from a place where my team is terrible and has been terrible for so long that, you know, maybe I would think differently if I, if, you know, if he was on my team and wanting to keep him. Uh, but to me, it's, it's I, I totally understand and feel the sentiment where it's like, you're just so, you're physically and emotionally like just tired of the guy. It's in, in, and I'm not even a fan. I'm not even a fan of the Packers, and I am just so tired of the guy. And look how he's look look at how he's acting. All of a sudden, he's not when we were a good time. We were supposed to win the Super Bowl last year. We were a favorite. Yeah. And look how he's doing with an amazing team. If he does stay here, I mean, Devontae Adams, we can't afford him, and like, there's a bunch of other people that we have to get rid of. So the team's not going to be that good. So it's like, how are you going to act when the team's not good? Are you going to be doing like? 
you're gonna act like you're carrying the team now. Like, like that's how I feel. It's like are you gonna you're gonna try to keep doing some shit and acting like yeah because you're the only good one here. Now we have to like S your D. Like what? Yeah. Are you gonna do that? Because I'm not into that. If the record takes a nosedive, I can only imagine that it would, it would get very up. Yeah. And then he's gonna get fired. He'd, he'd walk around acting like he's big in the because he's the only good person. You no. Know? Yeah. That's why I just feel like how he how he how he be. Well, it'll be interesting to see, but that was definitely something. What do you think? I think if I am a betting man, which I am, I think there is probably, I'd honestly go like 51-49, he will stay with the Packers. But he is the type of guy, as you know, where anything could change at any moment. It would not surprise me in the slightest to see him suit up for another team that is maybe in a decent position to take him on for an additional week. Yeah, that's I, that's the one that's more interesting to me. Everyone keeps saying the Broncos, which I'm just like, I guess they're. I, I guess I guess you're telling me they're a good team. But, yeah, because everyone keeps saying like the, the Broncos. That's too though. All they need is a quarterback. I'm just like, I can Jerry see, Judy. Like who else is on that fucking team? I can, <laughs> like, I don't, like yeah. I'm, I'm like, who else is on that team that's good? I, I mean, you're telling me they're good, and I guess I'll believe you, sports analysts. But one thing I think I heard too, maybe a while back, was the Saints. I could see him going to the Saints. Not without Peyton anymore. Well, yeah, yeah and, that, and that might change everything too. So it's it'll be interesting to see what. Honestly, happens. to me, the like the best fit for him is the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, Colts have a good D. That boy can run the in the backfield. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor and oh, absolutely, absolutely. So so it'll be interesting to see what happens. But I just I needed your take on that. But more importantly, if he's going to be able to marry the big one. Yeah, no way. Away. Away. And on that note, yeah. we'll see you next week. See ya.